Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry D. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy,、uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Today, I wanted to touch on、um, a specific topic. In regards to church planting and why do we do church planting or why should we be involved in church planting? And I wanted to touch on this because、uh, I'm so used to it now. I've been doing this for a number of years,、uh, not just the church planting that we understand、uh, in America, for example, but church planting on the mission field in places here,、uh, like where we're at in Italy, where it means something quite specific.、Uh, I'm used to it, so I'm, I'm familiar with these terms. I, 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 we do this for a living. It's just what we live, breathe, and just do as missionaries, church planting missionaries.、Uh, but it occurred to me a few months ago, I just remember being back in the States on furlough, and one time we were in a, a missions panel, or not a missions panel, but a missions、uh, board talking with them because they wanted to know more about what we do and how they can be involved in what we're doing here in Italy, etc. And、uh, at one time, a question was. Asked us, and、uh, I thought for a second I was being made fun of or, or something like that because、uh, I didn't think this person was serious.、Uh, so here we were in a, in a missions board talking with them, and at one point the question was asked、uh, So, Jesse, listen,、uh, you know, you speak of、uh, this church planting,、uh, you know, on your website, everywhere we hear about church planting, your newsletter. This, that, you talk about it, but you know, tell me a little bit, what, what does that mean? What exactly is church planning? And again, I thought this guy's just making fun of me. He doesn't want to support us. He's not into it. You know, he thinks we're maybe even just weird or stupid. I, I don't know. I didn't know what to think really. And then it kind of dawned on me after a few seconds I think he's actually serious. He doesn't know what that is. So I took a few moments then to expound what does that mean? What does that entail? And why do we do it? And、uh, the fact that that happened, and later now I'm thinking about it and You know,、uh, preached on this in church the other day here in, here in Italy,、uh, the idea of why we do church planning.、Uh, we just wanted to pull out a couple points and share、uh, a couple points. There's so much more to this than what I'm going to say now, but why we do church planning. Because I realize not all of us are doing this every day, not all of us understand why we would want to do that. And so this is an opportunity for us to share with you、uh, some good reasons why we do church planning, not just us, but why the church does church planning and why you. As you pray and support us, are doing church planning and why you should、uh, seek to be involved in church planning as long as you live or until Christ returns.、Um, so, the first verse I wanted to take us to today, and we're going to get two different verses, that's it. And this is going to be brief.、Uh, but the idea behind why church planning,、uh, yeah, Matthew chapter 16. We can start there.、Uh, I'll just read one verse here from Matthew 16.、Uh, but again, the idea of church planning, before I even go into this,、uh, In America, church planning is one thing. In Italy, it's, it's actually different. In America, if we wanted to start another church, plant a church,、uh, really, all you have to do, I mean, you have to know what you're doing, obviously. You have to know scripture, you have to be called, you have to be able to preach the gospel, ordain, these kinds of things. You have to have people involved with you, sure, all that. But at the end of the day, it's, there's a culture of Christianity in America that's quite vast, quite profound. And has been there for a long time.、Uh, things like you know, Christian universities exist today,、uh, seminaries for pastors to get training,、uh, Christian radio, Christian podcasts, Christian TV, 
books, unbelievable amount of books, literature. Obviously, not everything is good, but there's a lot there. Um, so there's a presence of all this going on in the States. Uh, and on top of it, there's the culture that, you know, has been rather Christian for a long time. If you're, you know, not Christian at all, but you decide you want to go explore Christianity a little bit, you want to go into a church, no one would ever feel, you know, too strange about actually walking into a church on a Sunday, exploring, listening, observing. It's still culturally accepted is the point I want to make. For you to explore, go to church and hear the Word of God preached, be exposed to the Word of God preached, things like that, it's still still able to happen. So when you talk about church planning in America, you can actually, you know, open a, just get a building, put a sign out front, start gathering, you know, some believers together, preach the gospel. As long as you're not crazy or out of your mind, as long as you're relevant to Scripture, uh, you have a decent-looking website, it's just a matter of time, really, I think, till people start coming and next thing you know, an actual legitimate church is established. So that would be kind of, you know, obviously there's different uh, scenarios in every town and everything. We understand that. But in general, that's the idea that can happen in America when we talk about church planning. In Italy, on the other hand, uh, it's only Catholic. Protestantism is still understood as a sect, a cult. Uh, Less than 1% of the population is evangelical. I I talked to a guy actually just the other day who's well-known throughout Italy in Protestantism, a good missionary for a number of years. And he pointed out that of the 60 million people in Italy, uh, and if we look at gospel-centered churches or churches that are true to the Word of God, actively involved in fulfilling the Great Commission, things like that, we're talking about probably 2,000 people or less in the entire country of Italy that would be classified as gospel-centered believers, churches, etc. Very, very, very few. Uh, so if you open a building, put a name on it, tag, you know, the best website in the world, you can have some of the best preachers in the world come and host services and nobody ever heard of them, nobody cares. There's no culture here to come to church, so it's not, it's not going to happen. You can't just open, build it, and they will come kind of thing. Not in Italy. Church planning takes on a more significant meaning in Italy because you have to actually go personally to the people, bring the church to them down where they're at, because everything they know of God, church, Jesus, etc., it's all distorted, all wrong. It's all been disguised away in a false gospel religion uh, called Catholicism. So there's there's much... You're not starting at zero or anything like that here, which would be good. You're actually starting negative when it comes to understandings of the gospel with people here. They've been taught wrongly. Not just nothing, but wrong things. So you got to work with a lot of baggage. <clears throat> but anyway, getting the church planning and why... Real quick, keep this brief. Uh, Matthew 16, verse 18. I'll read this. Uh, We hear the Lord Jesus say, this is one of the few times, if not the only, that he actually mentions the word church. I think he does twice. We see Jesus actually mention the word church. But uh, this is one time it's very important. He says, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. So this is one reason why we do church planning. Why? Because Jesus himself promised, guaranteed, he is going to build his church. And the reality remains, if we're still here today, after 2,000 years, it could either seem like Jesus was wrong, he wasn't God, and there is no church happening, he's not coming back, or Jesus is God, what he said is true, what he said is right, and he is still today building that church, and if he's not back yet, there's a reason he's still building it. He's still uh, yeah, filling this world with more believers by saving more and more people through the proclamation of the gospel. 
Uh, so he promised this. this is something he's doing. Jesus is actively involved still today in the building of his church. Um, which means if that's what Jesus is doing today, if that's his big passion, and he saw fit to go away for this so that he could send his Holy Spirit to indwell believers, and then he could live through them and have more of an impact, if he saw fit to do that, we should be excited about the idea of his church being established. How do we do that? We get involved in Yes, church planting. Uh, If we're believers in Jesus Christ, we should actually be getting involved in church planting. Now, the gentleman who asked me, what what is this church planting about? Why? Tell me a little bit about it. What he failed to realize, and he's a great guy. I really appreciate him and really like him. A very sincere and godly man. Uh, But what he didn't yet see was the church where he's been attending, perhaps all of his life, at one point didn't exist. Someone, a group at least, came and planted that church, and it started. Uh, And that's why that church is still there today. Uh, Now, where that church perhaps went wrong was it didn't catch the vision of Jesus to continue seeing more and more churches planted. Maybe not. It is involved in a coalition of other churches uh, that have been planted, and and they work together to see the commission fulfilled. So they are involved. But this person, he failed to realize that uh, that church didn't exist sometimes, but it had to be planted. It had to start somewhere. And uh, so in Italy, when we think of church planning and why, we think of, well, there are no evangelical churches at all. There are no churches, so obviously you have to go in and plant them. They're just not there. So it's very clear to us why you do church planning. Uh, so one, we have Jesus. He promised to build his church. That's one reason why we should do it. Jesus is passionate about his church. He loves his church. He died for his church. You, me, together as the believers, we make up the church, like living stones put together, forming the church. Uh, We are the church. It's our identity, and we are to be engaging this world. The other interesting thing we notice about this verse is the church is not on defense. They're not just hiding from the the world, as throughout history at times there's been groups that have monasteries, things like this, where they shut themselves off from the world to protect them, to become more holy, etc., but then they fail to impact and engage their world. Uh, which is actually not good. So the church here we see is putting uh, Satan, going into Satan's territory. The gates of Hades will not overpower it. We're pushing against the darkness, pushing against evil, preaching the gospel at whatever cost, and seeing people come to an understanding of God, of salvation, born again, renewed and made new. And it happens through the work of the church. Not an individual, not one or two, but the church as a body together working to impact the darkness and reach it. Why do we do church planning? Another verse we'll look at real quick, 2 Timothy chapter 4. <clears throat> There's probably many other verses better than this, but this is one that gets us right to the point. And uh, I had the privilege to preach from this passage uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, so Jesus is building his church. That's one good reason why you and me should be involved in church planning. Um, also, he says here, to Paul, to Timothy, uh, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to, here's the word, judge the living and the dead by his appearing in his kingdom. And then he goes on, he says, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, etc. Don't let false teachers come in. Don't let people just get what they want to hear, but preach the whole counsel of God is what he's saying. Uh, They go together, church planning and the preaching of the word. But this key word here is judge. He's coming. Lord, the Lord Jesus is actually coming back to judge the world. There's a judgment day that is going to happen. And uh, a long time has passed since these words were penned down and written to us. But 
again, as I mentioned at the beginning, the reality is every day that passes is a day that's actually closer and closer to this final day. And that should motivate us to do church planting, which involves the preaching of the gospel. It shouldn't just motivate us to preach the gospel. It should do that, yes. Uh, we should want the gospel to be preached so our the people we know, as many as possible, who are not saved today can understand the gospel, understand their need to be saved from their sin and from the wrath of God and be and be delivered in Jesus Christ. They need to hear this information. It doesn't just happen because you do nice things. You need to actually let the words be known. Uh, proclaim the gospel of God. Uh, and if we don't, these people won't know the judgment they will come in, which could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be any time. Uh, or their time could come to an end. Uh, they could die before they get a chance. So we need to be preaching the gospel. And church planning is the best way to do that. It's been proven that... Uh, uh, the most effective way to evangelize an unreached people group or, or anywhere for that matter is through the planting of churches because where churches are gathered, the word is preached. Uh, believers are edified, exhorted. Together, they're engaging their culture, reaching out, bringing the gospel news to the lost. Uh, a healthy church is doing that, involved in that aspect, giving people a place to come when they get saved, to be Growing in grace, exhorted to live a life unto the Lord, etc., and know who they are in Christ. Also, in the church is the unique thing that happens of the the sacraments, baptism, and the Lord's Supper, uh, symbols of Jesus Christ. Uh, the baptism representing our new life in Him, that we're dead. It testifies that Jesus is alive, that He's at work, He's building His church. Same thing with communion. We check our hearts, we uh, put ourselves before God, and get ourselves right with God demonstrating that we are continuing with Him and we're also waiting and anticipating His return and we are in right relationship with Him, in communion with Him. Uh, so these things also show Jesus Christ uh, to a lost world. They see Jesus in us, in the church. It's the most effective way to evangelize a culture. A lot of people go campaigns, uh, crusades they call them, things like that. And they're good. They serve a purpose, sowing the gospel. Uh, but you can go and preach the gospel to a large crowds, and then if you leave the next day, and nothing ever becomes of it, it's it's really, it's not good because you need churches to be formed. You need people to follow up on those people, to disciple them and give them the whole counsel of God, which is where churches come in. Church planting needs to happen. So again, why are we involved in church planting? One, Jesus promised to build His church. He is building His church. You and me are part of His church and we need to be involved in this multiplication process. Why? Because a judgment day is coming. We can't forget that. And uh, people need to hear the gospel. The best way to hear the gospel is through the living body of Christ, the church. Church is being planted, will continue for years and years to reach, reach more and more people, continue to multiply themselves, plant more churches. The gospel gets out. People get exposed to the grace of God, grow in grace, etc. And it really is the best way to, uh, to reach lost people. Uh, so there's a couple quick reasons why we want to do church planning. hope that's encouraging to some of you. If you're listening to this, it's probably that you're involved in what we're doing. So you're involved in church planning. You know, Praise God for that. Be happy about it. Be excited. Continue to be involved in it. Get more involved in it. Uh, if you're not involved anyway in church planning, you never even thought about it, uh, think about it some more. Learn more about it. And uh, find a way to get yourself involved in church planning. If you want to come here to Italy, get involved, just contact us. we got a number of ways we, you can help us personally uh, make an impact here. Uh, we would not be here without people behind us, supporting us, partnered with us uh, to do this work unto the Lord. So, hope that's encouraging, guys. And until the next time, God bless. Ciao, ciao.
Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.